little while ago this hour we were chatting to Eunan McKinney who's the Head of Communications and Advocacy and Alcohol Action Ireland uh, on the European Parliament's Beating Cancer Plan and the uh, WHO in Europe says that there is no safe level of alcohol consumption when it comes to cancer prevention and uh, the plan and the report published by the EU Special Committee on Beating Cancer recognises that advice but Alcohol Action Ireland say that crucially a number of amendments were proposed by a variety of MEP alliances including a number co-signed by Sean Kelly who is a Fine Gael MEP of course for this constituency of Ireland South. In order uh, in their view, Alcohol Action Ireland's view, weaken the report's language on prevention and stall significant mandatory recommendations such as health warning labels to alcoholic beverages. Consumers have a right to know the risk and to ensure informed decisions can be made and we call on all Irish MEPs to resist the intense lobbying of the alcohol industry that has fashioned such a unique alliance of cross-party endeavour and instead stand with citizens and the universal principle of a right to know. Uh, So MEP Sean Kelly is on the line now. Good morning to you, Sean. Good morning. Thank you very much. So they're very critical of you, Alcohol Action Ireland. And uh, when I asked Eunan McKinney what he wanted me to ask you at the end of our uh, chat, he said, why is it reasonable that people in Ireland and elsewhere should be denied this important information based on the amendments that you co-signed? Firstly, I must say that uh, I'm delighted that we have the action plan now in Europe. I've been a part of a group here, MEPs Against Cancer, who have been campaigning for this. We have a whole raft of measures now introduced which will help us fight cancer. And that is the whole purpose of this report. Now, one aspect of it is alcohol abuse. And uh, the figures would suggest that uh, men would uh, 10% of cancers in men would be raised to alcohol. 3% of cancers in women are attributable to alcohol consumption. But of those who get cancer from alcoholic beverages, 92% of them get it because of excessive drinking. And we feel that labelling all alcoholic drinks as carcinogenic uh, is something that you have to be very careful about. Because on but the but one isn't hand, it the case can... now that the advice is pretty clear here that in order to uh, not have a cancer risk, the only way to do that when it comes to alcohol is not to drink alcohol. But if you would add into the legislation, what are you going to do? Take, for instance, uh, air pollution. Uh, 500,000 people die from air pollution. Most of that is got from breathing in air in cities. Are you going to put in a label and say... It is not safe to walk these streets because you can get cancer. The same applies to people who are killed in the roads. There are people killed in the roads every day. Are you going to put up a label and say the best thing to do is not to use the road at all? I think what we have to do is look at the facts, see where the difficulties are, and the difficulties are primarily in relation to excessive but, drinking. But Sean, I mean, that's what u- we're trying to do. Ultimately, if you put a health warning on a bottle of wine, or a, or a bottle of beer, it will still come down to people's individual judgment as to whether they drink it or not. That applies to cigarettes, for example. Yeah, but cigarettes now, in fairness, are a different kettle of fish altogether because there are no actual health benefits in in smoking. There's no evidence in of health. There's alcohol. no evidence of health benefits when it comes to alcohol. None. 
Well, there are in the sense that wine is seen as being helpful, for instance, in reducing uh, heart disease. Yeah, that that and research indeed, that research fluctuates, and it is uh, as many advocates for it as those against it. But also, uh, the healthy diet, for for instance, the Mediterranean, which includes wine has been declared intangible cultural heritage of humanity. And the same with the Nordic diet. Mm. So what we're saying is... But you would accept that it doesn't doesn't prevent it, though, Sean. I mean, uh, putting putting a warning on a label does not prevent, for example, the sale of alcohol. You know, it doesn't prevent people making their own judgments as to how, how much they consume, if any. Yes, but what's going to happen then? The next thing is going to be how big the label is going to be. And then there'll be a whole debate, and those who don't want it as big as possible are going to be crucified again. The next thing, then, they'll move on to uh, food products. Some food products allegedly cause certain uh, problems in relation to health, be it cancer or heart disease, etc. Are we going to keep labeling, and where do we stop? That's the point we're making. The whole purpose of this, and it's a great report, and it's going to help fight cancer, is to highlight the difficulties. And in relation to alcohol, it's only one aspect of it. There are all other areas, such as smoking, obesity, unhealthy diet, sedentary lifestyle, environmental pollution, Mm. all causing cancer. And we are now putting together a plan, which we have adopted, to fight cancer. We want to do it in a sensible way without actually probably scaremongering but, at the but, same but, time. I mean, you know, the advice. let's take another example, okay, just for argument's sake. Uh, we're chatting to MEP uh, with uh, Fine Gael for this constituency of Ireland, South Sean Kelly, this morning. You know, you go to the cliffs of Moher and there are you know, warnings about not going too close to the cliffs. It doesn't mean that people won't go and still experience the cliffs. The same thing could be said about wine, to take the example you used earlier. If there's a, a, a warning on a bottle of wine... I can still decide, well, I'm going to have one glass, or I'm going to have two, or I might only have one glass a week, or I might only have two glasses a week. The warning in and of itself is not necessarily going to crucify the consumption of alcohol. But as I pointed out, where do you stop with the labelling then? You'll be labelling almost every product. You'll be labelling all dairy products. But that isn't what, was on, the, that, that isn't what was on the agenda here. What was on the agenda here was, was specifically relating uh, to, to alcohol. And, and I mean, the other question that has to be asked directly of you, because again, it's been raised by Eunan McKinney and Alcohol Action Ireland, were you intensely lobbied by the drinks manufacturers um, on this? The lobbying has nothing at all to do with this. And I think this is most unfair because uh, the uh, groups who can influence what happens in relation to any legislation are entitled to make their views known. But actually, these amendments came about from uh, MEPs, particularly in my group. And I was one of 160 who signed these amendments because we felt that the proposals that there were were going a bit too far. Now, they went also to Parliament yesterday. And they were all voted, all the amendments which I signed were voted. So a majority of MEPs from 380 to about 400 voted in favour of these. So to suggest that it is because of lobbying, I think it's almost... But but just to be clear about it, Sean, Sean, to be clear, were you lobbied by the drinks industry? We got a recommendation from them, we looked at it, and we took it on board. We got representation from those who were fighting against cancer, we take it on board. Always, in every single proposal or legislation that goes through Parliament, 
lobbying is an essential part of it. Right. You listen to what people can say, you take it on board. But, but, but this was about a huge discussion. Which we had to three, be fair. Hold on, let me finish now. We had three separate discussions in our group in relation to this, where the whole issue was trashed out. And there was no such thing as the drink lobby or anyone else. We looked at the fair and square. What's the reasonable thing to do here? And that is why those amendments were down, and that is why those amendments were passed. Right. And they were passed by MEPs but, but from every single But isn't it also true that, them. that um, an industry as big as the drinks industry is more capable than a lot of others of intense professional lobbying of politicians? Well, I saw no intense professional lobbying to put that way. You get their, their strategy or their considerations, you look at them, you take them on board. You look at the others, and then you wait up. And I think in fairness to MEPs, particularly here, because everything is done here in the majority, everybody is entitled to vote as they wish. So you look at see and see what is the best thing to do. And the vast majority of MEPs felt that the amendments which were put forward were the most practical in particularly highlighting the dangers and the importance of targeting heavy and risky drinking. That's what we wanted. Right. And that's what and, we achieved. And, and there's another point that was made by Alcohol Action Ireland saying that the, the principle here of no safe level of alcohol consumption it lies at the heart, of, as they put it, of the labelling provisions in Ireland's Public Health Alcohol Act 2018, um, obviously a, a, a government of which you would be very well aware as a Fine Gael MEP, they remain dormant though at the moment in Ireland awaiting a ministerial commencement order. Yes, and I presume they're looking at what's the best thing to do and as I said, the knock-on effects of these things because in any area of life there's probably no 100% safe measure. To walk out in the street is not 100% safe. To drive a car is not 100% safe. To meet, to eat in excess is not 100% safe. So then you have to look at not just something in isolation, you have to look at how this is going to impact down the line. Mm. Are we going to move from one product to the next, to the mm. next, to the next, well, and then finish up I mean, in the quagmire? As, as, as a distinguished former president of the GEA, you know, are, are you concerned about alcohol companies and their association with sport? Absolutely, and I'm delighted you mentioned that. Because when I was president of the GA, I set up a task force in relation to this under the great Joe Connolly of Galway. And as a result of that, we actually terminated the Guinness sponsorship of the Holding Championships. So we ended the sponsorship of all championships from drinks companies. And, and on that basis. But I'm very concerned, of course. And yeah. we also, part of our discussions here, have proposed that there be no advertising and no sponsorship, particularly in relation to minors. Right. And, and, and on that basis then, do you expect ultimately the Irish government may well put labels on alcohol bottles um, in the not-too-distant future? It is possible, but mm. I think they'll have to look at, as I said, where okay. are they going to go from there? What okay. is going to be the next one? Uh, and uh, I think that's the, the difficulty, particularly that we had. We said, if you start this, do you go on then to the food products? Of all sorts. Okay. What do you do? Well, listen, we thank you for coming on and explaining your position on it uh, this morning, as always. Uh, that is uh, Sean Kelly, uh, Fine Gael, MEP for this constituency of Ireland South. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.